Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. We hit a chord a little while ago, two weeks ago, talking about power partners, and this is Valentine's weekend. Yes, it is to me. All right, to me it is. All right, to me. To me, because I'm not talking about this next week. My point is, next time I see y'all be Sunday, and it'll be after Valentine's Day. So this is my Valentine's Day thing to y'all, for all you politically correct intellectuals in the room. <laughs> now it's not this next week. <laughs> y'all nervous. I didn't get my gift yet. It's this weekend. Man, I thought it that weekend. They changed it to the 8th? I thought, they, I thought it was still on the They changed it to the 8th. Okay, I didn't know they changed it to the 8th. Relax. According to Liv's schedule... <laughs> I won't see you all before then. So I want to I speak uh, on relationships a little bit. This is the single most important thing after your relationship with God and yourself. Relationship with other people. We talked about this subject several times here at Live, but you can never hear it enough. Amen. So Father, we pray for a fresh word tonight in Jesus' name. Somebody say Amen. All right, I don't know if the message is It Takes Two or Love Jones. So y'all decide at the end. Regardless, this is going to be part one. We're going to continue it Sunday. Uh, and I wanted to have my earpiece in and have Pastor Tay on the phone in case she wanted to in- <laughs> insert. So like, hold on, hold on. I'm hearing from God and my wife. let's talk about this, y'all. This is very, very, very serious. The reason why it's impressed upon my heart is because it's so many of what I think good people um, that are frustrated with their marital status. Whether you're married or not, there's so much frustration in the area of relationships. You could be a, a, a good, decent person and single and like, why am I single? I mean... <laughs> And we have so many young people here. Sunday just blew me away to have all our young people come to the front. The future is in good hands. Do y'all agree? Amen. So we have to begin to nurture their minds and their spirits now. So when they come into the place of their authority and leadership, they will be well-groomed and wise and spirit-led in the name of Jesus. Um, So... There's so many good people, and there's so many issues and problems that we hear, Pastor Tay and I, on a, on a regular. And I was talking about, you know, power couples, and I, I really honored my wife. I said, man, we've been together 23 years. We've been married. We're going to be married 23 years in December. That's a long time. Most of y'all ain't 23 years old. We'll be, 20, we'll be 23 years old in December, and we've known each other 24 years. So more than half of my life, I've known her. And her influence in my life is, 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 has more effect on me than anybody else in my life. So you want to find somebody or you want to be with somebody, you can kind of like, the Bible says two shall become one. I'm, I'm jumping right to marriage. Excuse me for that. Uh, but I'm going to be like kind of all over the place tonight. Um, the two shall become one. So when thinking of marriage, you should consider, I want to marry somebody I don't mind becoming. Let's go in right now. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Y'all ready? Let's go. That just got deep. Like, ooh. I mean, he cute, but I don't like her. She fine, but I ain't trying to be like her. That's the problem. That's the problem. Because once you marry them, or once you come together, even if it's a soul tie, a part of them is left with you. I don't mean physically, I mean spiritually. A part of their soul is now added to you. So a lot of times you're frustrated with who you're espoused to because there's a part of them that's a part of you that you're trying to figure out that you don't like, or there's a part of you, your own frustration. Let's talk about it. Because most people are frustrated with other people because they're frustrated with themselves. All right? The Bible says to love your neighbor. Okay, so if you do not love yourself, you should not date. 
I didn't say you shall not. I said you should not. You shouldn't date. Get yourself together. Get your head straight. Get your mind right. Get your heart stable. Get your emotions balanced. Get your checkbook balanced. Get yourself together before you bring somebody else into your chaos. Because either way, it's going to be chaotic. You got personal chaos. So no matter if it's your supervisor, your cousin, your auntie, or a boo, you're going to have problems in relationships. Because you ain't got yourself together. Man, I'm, is that too deep too early? You got to understand that. You, 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 have to, you have to understand that. So uh, let, let's, let's go to how this whole thing started. So I, 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 I don't mind becoming Shantae. I'm going to say that. I know it's weird. <laughs> and I don't literally mean that because I'm not literally becoming her. She's not literally becoming me. But you should view the, the, your spouse with that intention. Like, okay, we can grow together. I, don't, I like how I think. I like the spirit of the Lord that's in them. I, I, I see that. Because let, let, me, let me get into this because I'm about to skip ahead. Let's look at how it all started, right? And I know I'm going to the beginning, 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 but I'm setting something up. Okay, y'all with me, right? In the beginning, right? God created heaven and the earth. Boom. Beautiful. Verse 2 says this, and I got it all the way up there for a reason. I got all these scriptures up there for a reason. Verse number 2 through verse number 22. Yep. And those of you that have been here, you know where I'm going, but you probably don't, so let's just go. You can't really see because the drums are in the way of my point. But the earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. So he created the earth day, uh, uh, in verse 1. Verse 2, chaos hits. Problems hit. Darkness and void and emptiness is, is now in the picture where it wasn't before. So before, every time chaos hits your life, every time trouble hits your life, we automatically say, Lord, okay, I need you to help me. I need a blessing. Get me out of this fast. Anytime chaos hits your life, you want God to bless you. Am I right or wrong? You look for the blessing immediately, and we don't see the word bless. You got to look all the way down here till verse 22. Okay, chaos hits in verse 2, but I don't get blessed till verse 22. What in the world was God waiting on? Don't you feel like that sometimes? Like, all right, God, you see my bills. You feel my anxiety. You see my struggles. The lights are off. <laughs> the threats have already come. They did it. The lights are off. What are you waiting on, Lord? What, 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 what he, he waited all these verses. God is not stalling. He's waiting for something. Mm. What, 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 what is he waiting on? First of all, I love all of this. I, lo I love it all, but I'm not really going to go into it all. Oh, but I love it all. But he was waiting to establish order. Whoa. So God didn't bless first. He put it in order first. Whoa. So some of us have not yet seen the blessing. Look at your neighbor and say, you're out of order. You can't just jump to the blessing and you're out of order. On a soda machine, on a candy machine, on a water fountain, if it says out of order, it means it does not work. And a lot of us have an out of order sign on our lives, wondering why God is not investing in us. You would not put money in a machine that says out of order, and God won't put blessings in one. Because I ain't going to waste it. He put everything in order first. Let's put the light here, the darkness here. Let's put the day here. Let's put the firmament here. Let's put the heaven here, dry land here, the earth here. Look at all these scriptures. He put everything in order first. Then said, blessed. So some of y'all want to bless it and you're only in verse 6. <laughs> Let there be a firmament. He's still working on your dome. He's still working on your mind, but you want a blessing because you're in chaos. Trouble don't move God. Come on, y'all. You can be frustrated with God all you want. Trouble does not phase him. I say it all the time. He sleeps in storms. He don't care nothing about your storm because he can wake up and at a drop of a hat, stop it. But he knows the storm is going to get you praying and praying is the order that you need. Y'all, man. If y'all ain't had no trouble, half of y'all probably wouldn't be in church now. 
or seeking God the way you do. So God is not interested in blessing you or he's not uh, intimidated by the chaos. He's all interested in you being and having order. Because once I get you in order, ain't nothing can stop you. Nothing will be able to stop you once you are in order. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? If I bless you with a car, you'll have a car. But if you're out of order, it'll be a problem waiting to happen. So God said, let me get you in order so that whatever I give you will be blessed because you're blessed. God is not trying to get you a blessing. He's trying to make you a blessing. If y'all didn't receive your blessing yet, that's because he's making you the blessing. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm the blessing. No, no, tell somebody else, well, I must be the blessing. I've been waiting, I've been praying, I've been patient, and nothing happened yet. He must be making me the blessing. So while you're waiting, serve somebody. Y'all quiet because y'all don't want this. While you're waiting, help somebody. Because maybe you are the blessing. Why should everything shut down because you ain't got your car yet? So since you didn't get a raise yet, all of your serving and helping people is shut down. You, hard, you don't talk to your spouse. You don't help nobody on your job because you waiting on the How? How? Ooh, how narcissistic. <laughs> he told me to tell you this. He said, do not go after the blessings. Go after the order. Don't go after blessings. Go after order. Yep. So, yeah, let's say that one more time. Don't go after blessings. Go after order. Because blessings are drawn to order. Uh, order is the magnet to blessings. Not need. Come on, y'all. Come on. It's not because I need something I, I'm, I'm qualified for a blessing. No. If I take the initiative by faith to get myself in order, now I qualify. Action, you want to be blessed or no? If you want to be blessed, you need to ask yourself, what do I need to get in order? And not that it'll happen tomorrow after you get it in order, because patience is still a virtue. But for the most part, we can't pull or put a demand on blessings if all these verses are out of whack. You got everything in the wrong place. I know it's heavy. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm... I'm on medicine right now, not y'all. You got everything in the wrong place saying, God bless me. Why would I do that? Why? So, allow him to get your life in order and you don't have to even think about the blessing. All these things will be added. Added. God wants you to get, to, get you to the place where you're not chasing your dreams. Your dreams your dreams are going to be chasing you after 22 after 20 verses the blessing comes we often seek God for the gift and then when we get the gift we leave him out of it we, we seek God for the gift or the blessing and, and, and when we get when we get options we leave him out Let's go, let's talk about booze and spouses and girlfriends and boyfriends now, since that's the overall thing. You want, it's not good for a man to be alone. We got that, and I'm going there in a second. So you desire to be partnered up and booed up. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to sleep by yourself, and you want to build an empire. Okay, maybe you don't. I didn't know who I'm talking to tonight. Like, what, what level we on, y'all? So... We often seek the blessing, right? We ask God for the blessing, send the wife, send the, send the husband, send all that, send all that. And then when options come, we leave him out of the deliberation. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? First of all, it's just an option. And you got to be careful when options are presented. You got to beware because God is not the only one who knows your desires. All right, let's go. Satan. The devil and all of hell are taking notes of everything you speak. I wish I had a man. I wish I had a... So he's going to send all kind of options. And you're going to keep thinking it's God, baby. It ain't just God that's listening. 
Oh God. Hell is listening too. If I was a deceiver and I heard your prayers, I would send my demonic mate first. Since God is waiting all these verses, I'm going to send Johnny in verse 12. I don't know where Johnny came from. I never use him. You understand what I'm saying? Since God has taken so long and you've been waiting, let me send an alternate. But you don't know it's an alternate. You might think it's the answer to your prayer. Until seven months later, I can't believe it because you left God out. What you got, what you thought was your answer from him. You can't be seeking God all hard and then when an option comes, he's not even in it. God, he cute, he nice, you know. All right, so what should I do? Is this it? Or, or is it, yep, this is it because he fine and he got a job. No! <laughs> Trying to help y'all, man. Just because it's your desire don't mean every option is God. The enemy's trying to jack you up. And he's trying to destroy your hope. Because hope deferred makes the heart sick. I want to get you sick of trying. I want to get you sick of expecting it from God. Come on, y'all. I want your faith to be wore out. I want your shield of faith to have all these dents in it because all the jokers and losers that I send. But if you keep God even in your deliberation, while you try to figure it out, keep him in it. Like, Lord, don't pray our hard for him and then leave him out. Come on. And then the first date is on you. You just... He just ain't nowhere in the picture. How? Do you want somebody from God or do you want somebody? Can I get my phone, please? I told my wife I have my phone in case she want to text me and say anything. Because I felt like looking over there at her, but she wasn't over there. Oh, it's over there? Did, did she text me? Why are you looking at my phone, bro? She said, I love y'all back. They said all. Okay. (laughs) If God, first of all, it's just an option. Secondly, if God is in your choice. If God is the center of your choice, not just he told Doc and have some she fine and, and all that stuff, and, and you, all right, God, I like that, but is this, okay, he cool, but okay, nice first date, but okay, oh, he's so kind, okay, she cool, but if you walk with him the whole time with them, if God is the center of your choice, he's responsible. Did y'all hear what I said? So when the gift goes crazy, you won't. Because God is responsible for the outcome if it's him. Most of our decisions are us. So we don't even have the grace to grow with anybody. First of all, yeah, you feel me? Either way, let me just say this. Either way, you're going to need grace to grow with even your soulmate. You're going to need patience. Let me tie it. Hold this for me, bro. I don't know what's up with these shoes. I don't know. I don't know what's up with I don't know what's up with I don't know. You're going to need grace. But if God is the center of the choice, he's responsible. My wife and I were separated. I was in L.A., had a condo. I got her a condo in Jersey. I say this all the time. We was done. I hit her up like, oh, yo, you for real, for real? No, like, you, are you for real, for real about to divorce me, yo? Yes. It was so strong, as a matter of fact, I said, you ain't even think about it. <laughs> it was over. But our problem was the center of our relationship. The center of the relationship was Jesus. Okay. So I met her. Let me just tell a little testimony. Never mind. No, that's my business, and she ain't here, so no. I met her. <laughs> she joined the choir, whatever, cool. I liked her, but I had a couple other situations going on. Uh, 
uh, uh, okay, so, excuse me, I'm sorry, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> you know you're nervous when you speak to nobody. Oh, excuse me, I'm sorry, bro. Oh, ain't nobody even there. So I wasn't really ready to commit. I wasn't really thinking about it. I was just happy I finally had options. I'm the ugly duckling out of high school. I'm the buck tooth black skinny dude who ain't never get no girls. I'm not the, so I'm finally happy I got two girls that like me. Let me enjoy this for a second. Monday you, Tuesday you, Wednesday you, Thursday you. Let me enjoy this for a second. I'm never coming here after my dentist appointment again. I let all that go. I gave her, I was, I was going out of town. I gave her my two-way pager. Back in the day, I'm sorry. When the messages came up on the screen. Anybody know about two-way pagers? I, I hated the two-way pagers. Because I had to tell an operator one and I wanted to tell her. Like, hello, your message please. Hey baby, I'll be late tonight. <laughs> anyway, I left her my two-way pager when I went to Jamaica. Because I knew all my shorties was going to text me. And I wanted her to see, this is me, and I'm trying to be with you. So she saw those, it was like two or three, maybe two, really one. <laughs> Let me check my phone and see if she says something. Okay, yeah. Really. <laughs> she wound up calling the girl like, hey, who you calling, who you calling Typhoon? Like, who you answering Typhoon? They had a little... By the time I came back from Jamaica, I like ain't nothing happened. Hey, babe, how you doing? Ain't no how you doing. Let's talk. But I really wanted to end that whole thing and be with her. So we committed to being together. And we said, hey, we ain't going to have sex until we marry. She's 16, 17. I'm 19, 20, 21. She ain't never been ugly a day in her life. Just come on and help me. Pray. Come on, pray with me. Nobody praying. Nobody's praying. Nobody's praying. We did not have sex until we was married. The, one of the single, solitary, most challenging things I had to do, if I kept my mind on it. So my point is we made God the center. I'm, I'm going to go back to that in a minute. We made God the center of our choice, not just from the no sex, but overall. We made God the center of our choice. So by the time it was haywire, we still can come back together. Because God was responsible for the outcome. Are y'all with me? So, if God gave me the gift, he's responsible for the function of it. He does not give broken gifts. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? He doesn't give gifts that does not work. Every gift of his works. So, 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 the, the first thing he did after this, he created man, and he said, it's not good. I'm walking y'all through something real quick. He said, it's not good for man to be alone. Because mm. when you're alone, that's when the enemy really attacks you, man. When you're alone, you, you think the most negative thoughts, and most of the negative thoughts are about yourself. Yeah. If it's not you, I mean, you need to run around the church right now, because most people, when they're alone, think negative thoughts concerning themselves. Especially if they're alone, like, whoa, I must not be good enough. I must not be tall enough, cute enough. What's wrong with me? All of these questions. And torment begins to and, and, like, just bombard your mind when you're alone. God said, oh, okay, it's not good for man to be alone. I will make a help me for him. But the first thing God created was, oh, the scripture's not up there. Okay. What, the first thing he gave Adam was... Where's it at? Okay, I don't have it. Cool, here it is. The first thing God gave man was, first of all, existence and awareness of who God is. So Adam knew God without a preacher. So you don't need a preacher to know God. Y'all scared to clap in church, but you my preacher, so... <laughs> He gave him awareness and he gave him a relationship with him. Then he gave him possessions and 
provision. He placed man in the garden, right? First thing he gave him was awareness of him and provision. You're in the garden. The second thing he gave him was freedom and liberty. You can eat of all the trees in the garden. Go ahead, bro. You got it. Go ahead. He prospered him. He gave him provision and gave him freedom and liberty. This is the God we serve. This is what he intends for your life. I want to prosper you. I want to provide for you. And I want to give you freedom and liberty. Period. Somebody say amen. amen. The third thing he gave him was restraints. We talked about this Sunday. You can have all the trees in the garden, but do not eat of the tree in the midst of the garden. If we do not embrace restraints, we might as well get used to living a defeated life. Because you cannot have true authority without restraint. Let's go to the scripture. It says, if we live without restraint, one scripture says, if you live without restraint and are unable to control your temper, you're as helpless as a city with broken down defenses and open to attack. Let's talk about it. Not just your temper, but without restraint. If you don't have any boundaries and anything go, and on the first date, your tongue is out in somebody's ear. I'm just playing. Just do your thing. God bless you. I love y'all. Just want to wake y'all up a little bit. <laughs> I'm just trying to. <laughs> They're like, ew, at least the second date. He nasty. <laughs> anyway, if you have no boundaries or restraints, you're open to attack and you're helpless. So losing becomes easy if you don't have restraints. Come on, let's look at the, bat let's look at the battle at Ai. Joshua lost a battle they should have easily won. They just came out of Jericho, a huge city. They won the big thing, but they lost the small thing because there was sin in the camp. God said, don't take nothing. Somebody couldn't have restraints. Somebody just had to have it. Oh, come on. Y'all preach that whole, I had to have it. Just preach that. They just had to have it. And the results of people who have to have it is losing. It's failure over easy things. AI is a battle they should have won easily. With half the army they should have won. But they lost it very horribly because they did not live with boundaries or restraints. God said, don't touch it. They had to touch it and they lost. If you're losing, what are you not refraining from? Man, they, they ain't coming back next first Wednesday. <clears throat> okay, so the fourth thing God gave him was authority. Bring every animal to him and see what he will name him. The fifth thing God gave Adam was Eve. That's the fifth, so you should have all those other things in order before you even think about being with somebody else. You should have restraint. You should have provision. You should have a relationship with God. You should have liberty and freedom before you think about bringing somebody else into your life. He said, I will make a help meet for him, not a sex partner. Ooh. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying? Sex becomes the expression of affection and love, not just the expression of desire and craving and lust. God provides for us things that give him glory. Whenever God provides for you, his intent is to get glory out of it. I'm going to say it one more time. Whenever God provides something for you, his intention is to be glorified from it. So if your relationship is not giving God glory, I doubt he sent that person. Here we go. Let's just go. I got to talk straight up, y'all. Y'all can't. Y'all can't. If your relationship does not, if y'all conversations don't glorify God, if y'all behavior don't glorify God, if, if you can't put your relationship on display and say this is how God does it, it might not be God or it definitely is not his way. God has to get glory out of everything he gives you. Somebody say, get the glory, Lord. Y'all not screaming. Say, get the glory, Lord. In essence, God will never give you anything that does not glorify himself. Mm, mm, mm. God will not give you anything that doesn't glorify himself. God will not give you anything that does not glorify himself. Car, house, mate, anything. 
And even though he brought Eve to Adam, he still had to define her. God never said, here's your wife. Adam had to define the relationship. So God brings people into our lives to expose us. I got to walk light. The core of a person's true self is revealed in their responses. How you respond reveals who you really are. If you're about to get in the car accident, oh, what comes out of your mouth? Uh-oh, I done got... That's the real you. Never mind. And it's okay. If you let a couple words fly, just ask God to help you. Amen. So my question to you is, who do you call the people in your life? How do you define who's in your life? Because some people need to be redefined. Yep, here we go. It's 2020. This is the year of all things new. You might as well go ahead and get new name tags for everybody in your life. You was a friend last year. You just a comrade this year. You was my homie last year. You just a church buddy this year. I gotta redefine. Look at your neighbor and say, I might not see you the same, but I love you the same. define some people in your life in your mind whether they know it or not this is so good I don't even know certain people have the wrong functions in your life because they have the wrong definition your pastor is not your principal so I'm not going to teach you algebra so you could be in here upset that you're not learning algebra if you have wrongly defined me so if you got somebody in your life and you see them as your boo, but they see you as a co-worker, you could be upset. Uh, okay. It's not that they off, you have the wrong definition. Can y'all scream at me for two seconds, please? I need to... Let me move this along, man. The enemy loves the fact that we need people because he can manipulate the mess out of us. It's not good that man be alone. Yep, let me get on in here. You need somebody. Redefine this year, y'all. I'm all about that. I told some people at the church, I'm all about redefinition this year. I turned 44. And they was like, oh, I said, hey, 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 I'm redefining 44. This is what it look like now. Chill. Don't get scared. I ain't dying no time soon. This is what 44 looks like. I'm redefining it because I'm, be, I'm not about to be scared or depressed by it. He called me to be a pastor. I was so nervous. He said, just redefine what pastoring looks like. You don't have to fear your calling. Redefine it. Look at your neighbor and say, this is what it looks like. This is what it looks like to be holy. This is what it looks like to be sanctified. This is what it looks like to be on fire for God. This is what it looks like to be a teenager loving God. This is what it looks like to be a business owner all love with God. This is what it... Can I see what praise looks like on a Wednesday? Don't fear it. Maybe you've been called to redefine it. Brother, I see you. You're going to be a preacher, man. I got, oh, I ain't going to be no preacher. No, I ain't. Oh, no. Not because you won't love God or got nothing to say, but because of what you think preaching is, you fear it. God is saying, don't fear it. Re. Y'all quiet in here. Whoa. I was scared to do music because my music was not like anybody else's. But God said, boy, get in that music industry and read. So now I'm like working, working. Ow, I got, I got. My face. They still confused. What's wrong with Ty? Nothing. He's redefining some things. 
you got to redefine it because there's some people coming behind you that need to see it that way. Don't be scared of marriage. Redefine it. Don't be scared of dating. Redefine it. Don't be scared of anything God has called you to do, man. He called you for a reason. It's supposed to look like you. I don't fear anything. I redefine it. If he called me to be it, he didn't call me to become it. They need to see what a prophet looks like in 2020. Chilling with some, I don't even want to say what kind of shoes these are, with some chilling. With a born king's hoodie on like, thus saith the Lord, homie. In the name of Jesus, this is your last year living like that. God bless. That's how it looks. You ain't got to be Elijah. So we live years and years avoiding our calling because we don't like how it looks. I need y'all to go home tonight, look in the mirror and say, that's how it looks. You are a prayer warrior. That's how it looks. You're an evangelist. That's how it looks. You're a preacher. You're a prophet. You're a pastor. You're a leader. And this is how it looks. Y'all got to redefine some things. You got to redefine some relationships. Because you're jacking yourself up with false expectations and one-sided Affection. Samson beat a thousand. There's not even a thousand people in here tonight. Imagine all y'all running to jump me. You just said when I think of the goodness of Jesus. Don't say. (laughs) She said, they better not try it. That's what she said. A thousand people rushes one man who has no weapons. And Samson, with the grace and the supernatural strength of the Lord, when you anoint it, <laughs> did y'all hear that part that I just said? First of all, before I continue this, let me tell you, you are anointed. Lay hands on your neighbor's shoulder and say, you're anointed. Hit somebody else and say, you just got it. You got it. You just got it. You got it. You can't even help it. I, I told y'all a couple of weeks ago, you got that drip, that oil dripping off your life. You can't even help it. Everywhere you go, you leave a trail of oil behind you because you're so anointed. Somebody say, I got that drip. I got that drip. I got that drip. Be careful at my job. I might drip on you. Be careful at my school. I might drip on you. I am anointed. Not because I'm worthy. I'm just chosen. A thousand people attacked Samson. He's so anointed. He grabbed anything close. Which happened to be a jawbone of an ass. He grabbed the jawbone of an ass and started whipping a thousand soldiers. Okay? Shields, spears, swords, and a jawbone. When you anoint it, you can grab anything and win. Tell your neighbor, grab something and win. I don't care if you got one Bible verse, that's all you need. I don't care if you got one hallelujah, that's all you need. Grab your weapon and win. Beat that devil down. Beat that sickness down. Beat ah! I'm screaming too much. He beats a thousand men with a jawbone. Let me close this man. And he's now so thirsty because he don't whip the thousand men. His strength is low. He said, Lord, you're going to have me out here dying. You gave me victory over the Philistines. Now I'm going to die of thirst. God opened. <laughs> gave him water out of the bone. 
That's another story. He's refreshed. He feels his strength coming on. Then the Bible says in the next verse, then Samson went to Gaza, Gaza, and saw there a hooker and slept with her. Okay, I'm a little... It says then, like right after this. I call it the seesaw. Be careful. When you're in an atmosphere or you're highly used by God. <laughs> when you're highly used by God, you get a crazy service like tonight or Sunday. Be careful because that other side is waiting to rise up. Ooh, y'all. It's a seesaw. Highly anointed, highly anxious. Highly anointed, highly aroused. Not just sexually, just open, period. You're just open and aroused. Crazy anointed service. See, when you're in the spirit, in the presence of God like this, no flesh can stand, right? Hallelujah. That's why you got to live in the glory. Hey, God, Jesus, help me with this. Anyway, no flesh can stand in his glory, right? So, while you're in the presence of God like this or, or, or whatever you consider like a whoa, your flesh is like, man, you're ignoring your flesh. Most of us are not in here thinking fleshly carnal thoughts. Most. So while you're ignoring your flesh and giving God all his attention, your flesh is like, man, how long is service? The flesh is waiting. And it's not just waiting, it's strategizing. He's working out. But by the time you get back to your flesh, it's going to be strong. You done ignored him for two hours in church? Soon as you get out tonight, one text going, yo, where you at? I just said his service over. But you're so, because your flesh is like, as soon as they get out, we got to Right now you're giving God praise, but your flesh is like, oh, really? You ain't going to give me no attention? You got to learn to live like that and not have moments like that. I keep, my, I keep my flesh under. I keep my flesh under. I keep my flesh under. Come on, y'all. Look at your neighbor and say, keep it under. Soon as God used him, he went to a hooker and laid with her. After that, go to the next verse. Afterward, he loved a woman named Delilah. And then he went and laid with her. One was lust. One was love. Are y'all with me? The harlot was a lust expression. Delilah was a love expression. He loved the woman whose name was Delilah, and he always laid in her lap. The Bible never talks about them having sexual intercourse. It could be assumed, but the Bible never speaks of it, because that was the point of his connection to her. Here was a place every king needs a safe place. Sometimes you get a man not because you're cute, just because you're safe to him, to her. Every leader needs a safe place to lay their head. And the Philistines came to her and said, hey, you got Samson coming over your house every night? Ask him where his strength is because he's tearing us up. She said, Samson, tell me where your strength is. Wait, I thought we was cool. So to Samson, she was his love. He was not hers. Oh, y'all, I got to. Look at your neighbor in the eyeballs and say, stop loving alone. 
it better be mutual. If I'm going to give all of this, it better be mutual. If I'm going to invest all of this, it better be mutual. If I got your back, you better have mine. It better be mutual. And y'all all got a secret place. You know the signs. You know you should. If, if he got a flat tire, you go out there and you change it for him. But if she needed some nuggets at work, you, I'm busy. You know you don't get the same thing from them, but because your desire to have them is so great, you ignore the dysfunction. And the whole time, they trying to kill you. Never let your desire outweigh your discernment. Liv, where y'all at tonight, man? Hallelujah! He loved her. Some people may be your friend, but you may not be theirs. I'm going to Delilah's. That's my girl right there. She loved me. Nah, you love her, bro. And you're so blinded by your love for her, you can't see her trying to stab you in the back. Come on, man. We're going to get free, man. I'm sick of y'all good people getting hurt, and I'm sick of some people hurting good people. We're both in here tonight, but there's freedom available for all of us. I have been hurt, and I have hurt, but I thank God it's the same blood for both sides. It's the I said it's the same grace for both sides. Can you clap your hands that there is grace for you? Whether you were the offended or the offender. I gotta go. My wife is watching. Why are you loving alone? That's my boo. She's my everything. And you post her every day and she never posts you. Ain't about posts. It's not about posts. This is not a sermon about posts. I don't know when to stop the S on that. It's not about posts. But you know the signs, yo. I would never do that to you, Delilah. When people do stuff to you, you would never do to them. Yo, Liv, are y'all ready for this tonight, y'all? I'm gonna let y'all go in a minute. When people, oh, hold on, hold on, consistently, because she didn't do it once. When people consistently do to you what you would never do to them, that's a clear sign that this ain't it. Ooh, and y'all tight tonight because y'all might be sitting next to some, but listen. Look at your neighbor and say, that might not be it, boo, period, that might not be it. Don't be mad, don't be sad, don't be stressed out. Be glad that you saw it before you got your hair cut. Be glad you saw it before your power got cut. Be glad you saw it before your anointing was cut. Be glad! <laughs> don't be that invested. I gotta go. We're gonna continue this Sunday. Oh, I'm so glad. I was so upset and disturbed when certain people left my life or showed me their dysfunction. I was just like, I thought we were more than that. But when I look back, I'm so glad. You feel me? I'm so glad I saw it before I went to the next level. Because if I would have brought that mess to this level, I wouldn't enjoy it. But I'm glad. Oh, y'all. Could y'all praise God for the ones who left your life right now? I just want to. <laughs> hey, you thought you was everything but when you left God showed me that I'm all that you need let me go 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 the whole time she's trying to kill him or find his weakness So when it comes to, let's, let's just do this. Let me just close. I got, some, I got 24 years of this 
in me. You know you deep when you growl in me. <laughs> when it comes to investing emotionally, first of all, love is not emotional. Uh-oh. Here we go. Now my wife taught me this and is teaching me this. Care is in the realm of emotion. Care, compassion. And Jesus had compassion. <gasps> Have they eaten? No. Get me something. Two fish, five loaves. <laughs> you see that? Look under your seat. Everybody has bread and I'm just playing. <laughs> Never again at the dentist appointment. <laughs> because of compassion or his care emotionally, he performed those miracles. But because he loved them, he, he taught them. He helped them not out of emotion. The culture teaches us that care and love are synonymous. <laughs> Most people who care too much about you don't really love you because they won't tell you the truth because they care how you would feel. I got to get out of this church on tonight. You better be glad some people love you enough to hurt your feelings. And y'all quietly clapping because everybody you hang with strokes your ego, is on your side. You got all yes men around you and you're comfortable with life like that, but you're on the same level as 2011. I need somebody to love me enough to hurt my feelings. I don't, we don't care about feelings right now. Am I off? Am I wrong? Tell me. Why let me go down a one-way street the wrong way? As long as she happy. As long, no, ain't no longer she happy. Because when she come to church with two black eyes. I don't need people around me to make me happy. I need people to make me better. Liv, y'all got to get this, man. And you can't be afraid to tell somebody the truth. If you really love them, you will tell them. Love is not emotion. It's a choice. Because I love you, I automatically am set to what's best for you. Did you hear that? Because I love you, I'm automatically set to what's best for you. Which is why when my wife and I went at it and we were about to divorce and I, it was this whole big old mess, we had to remove emotion. Ooh. Now, how, uh, what's my settings towards this woman when I remove offense? Because if offense establishes the new direction, you never loved her. If an argument establishes our new direction, it's not love. Because you're going to argue. I don't mean argue in the hood sense. I mean the literal sense. You're going to debate. You're going to go back and forth. Because you're growing each other. You're honing each other. You're, you're, you're sculpting each other. That's why they have couples do pottery classes. Y'all get that? Y'all have the same shape? Cut that part off. Do, you got to cut. You got to make incisions. You got to shape. And that's not fun to somebody who already thinks they got it together. I got to go. I'm glad I married young because I was still being shaped anyway. People who marry older think they're already shaped. If you get married older and don't think you need help, you're getting married for the wrong reason because God created Eve for a help meet. So all men should know I need help. That's why. Oh, and all the prideful men are quiet tonight. It's okay. Honey, I'm good. I know how to wash a car. I know how to do the dishes. You got to admit you need help or don't want no boo. Why you want a boo? Oh, to express lust. You just need a body then. I just need a body. You're going to love the new AI dolls that's coming out in about 20, 30 years. The little robot's going to do everything you say. You're going to love that. Loving somebody is a hard choice. You can't do it without God. 
I gotta get out of here. Are y'all cool? Are y'all? Are y'all? Let me let me go. <clears throat> we like to teach our daughters. You can you can you can play, please, because I can talk about this until Sunday. And not because I'm the guru. I just I just am full of this. We like to teach our daughters. Be a cool person and just have friends. Because now I understand the term, I fell in love. I hated that. I hated it until today. But that's almost the right process. To fall in love means, whoa, this wasn't my intent. We were just chilling. Most if not everybody should fall in love. You don't go on no first date, I'm looking for a husband. Bye. Because you just want an object. That's like me saying, I just want sex. See how quiet it got just now? Same thing. So you don't want me, you just want an object to call husband. You don't want me, you just want a person to release sexual cravings on. Just be a cool person that somebody of the opposite sex likes. It's cool. It's my brother. It's my sister. That's almost unheard of today. Because the enemy has perverted covenant. He has perverted friendships. He has perverted relationships. You got to be in it for something. And social media doesn't help. Because you got to understand something. Oh my gosh, I can talk about this. Babe, I'm coming home. I'm coming home, babe. Yeah. There's so much perversion out there. There's a, there's a phrase that was coined years ago that they have been using ever since. And the phrase is two words, and it says, sex sells. You want somebody to buy your product? Make it sexy. Make sex the forefront. Because we got to find a common denominator with all humans. Right? Everybody likes music, but everybody don't like country music. So, uh, so there's too many different types of music. Uh, everybody likes food, but everybody don't like pizza. So we got to, what could we, everybody has to drive, but everybody don't like the same cars. So let's put sexy women in bikinis by the cars. Sex sells. Now I'm interested because I see sex when I see your product. That's years ago. Now we progress to the wonderful world of social media. Well, we don't see too much of that anymore. It's all that. It's 12 and 13 year olds in bikinis. Come on, y'all. Just as flat chested as me talking about, I, I just can't understand. I can't understand it. Just, just trying to push something out like, just looking. And I believe if it was not true, there would be no laughs in here. While we laugh, it's a sad predicament. Because we letting a 12-year-old know at the, from that age, lead with sex. Lead, lead, lead. This is your social media page. This is the page where people should be finding out about you. And, it, and now when you see that guy in the mall, he try to, you, ew, why you, you put yourself out, you. gonna put those pictures up there be very specific about your caption <laughs> I know I'm dressed like this but God is the, you got to say something that that because Chris Rock said if you dress like a cop if I'm in trouble I'm running to you if you have a cop uniform on a security guard I'm running to you if I need help you can't be like hey no cop what you doing well you look like one Why put yourself out there like that if you don't want to be seen like that? I gotta go.
on a date with you and you mad because I got one thing on my mind, but you got one thing on your page. I ain't on y'all pages. I'm sorry. Let me preach the Bible because let me stop. But this is life. This is real life right here, y'all. And I'm trying to help you. All guys want is me. All guys want. All, what do you put out there? Make people in my closing. Thank you. Let me stop. I might continue this Sunday. Judging by the silence of the lambs, I probably will preach something else. I want y'all. Be cool. Be friends. Be brothers and sisters in Christ. Grow into something. I think the best case scenario is like a job. Somebody at your job. Somebody at your church. Somebody that you see more consistently. Because you need to see them in different contexts. Because dating is such a lie. It's a lie because you'll say, hey, we still on the night, Cynthia? I, I don't feel my best. I just, I'm just irritable. I just don't feel my... Let's just do it another time. Okay, let's do it another time. No, I need to see you when you irritable this is the version of Cynthia I need to see don't cancel this date but I need to get over this so I can lie to you and make you think I'm just happy all the time come on y'all I'm sick tonight oh, oh let me come take care of you then or something because you need to see people in different contexts you need to see them upset. You need to see them disappointed. You need to see them stressed. You need to see them angry. You need to see them offended. You need to see them broke. You need to see them successful. It's just a lot. It's just a lot you need to observe because access should be earned. I gotta get. You're giving people ultimate access with limited information. They already got in between your legs, and you don't know their middle name. They're getting too much access with not enough contextual information. But the devil is a liar. I said the devil is a liar. We will walk with integrity. We will live virtuous. We will live with... Are y'all hearing what I'm saying in the room? I ain't coming at y'all. I don't even know y'all like that. I don't know y'all personal business like that. closing let me just leave you with this note as we prepare for Sunday don't let desire drive don't let desire drive he always speeds my biological clock is ticking desire driving and fear don't let desire drive let discernment and wisdom take the will because this decision right here is not about a job or opportunity this is the direction of your life Go down two scriptures, please. Everybody stand. That'll help me close. Thank you. Two scriptures. Iron sharpens iron. So one man or woman influences another through discussion. You become the conversations you have, the pillow talks you have, the intimate moments you have. It influences you. It sharp, iron sharpens iron. 
Look for a friend that sharpens you before you look for a husband to marry you. Look for a friend to sharpen you before you look for a wife to put a ring on. And seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. This is Love Jones part one, I guess. I don't know what it's called. This is only part one. So if it feels incomplete a little bit, it should. But I hope something was said tonight that you can apply immediately. Y'all got some redefining to do. You got some boundaries to establish. And this is all to protect you. You are shaped by the discussions of those you lend your ear to consistently. You're becoming the conversation of those come closest to you. If I were you, I would pray hard as ever because I need to become more like Jesus. Father, I thank you tonight for your divine wisdom and your love for us. You chasten who you love. You correct who you love. You align who you love. So thank you, God, for not sparing the rod on us. Give it to us straight up. Give it to us like it is, Lord. Because in doing that, we are spared from calamity. We are spared from heartache. We are spared from years of dysfunction. Help us to make wise decisions at our young age. Help us not to live foolishly because our desires are so strong. Devil, you are a liar. We will not let you swim in the pool of desires. We will lead our lives with discernment. Lord, what do you say about this? Lord, what do you say about him? Lord, what do you say about her? Because I know what I feel, but my feelings can be jaded by what I want so badly. I know Delilah trying try to cut my strength, but I don't care. I desire her so much no more are we driven by desire in the name of Jesus if you agree with that clap your hands and say it is so come on y'all I don't want it that bad I don't need it that bad all I need is Jesus all I need is Jesus pray that this series renews your mind gives you God's perspectives on relationships some people we hold a little too close to us some people we don't hold close enough some people we don't need to hold at all some people we should only God can give us that wisdom in a secret place so God give me your desire and I surrender mine everybody say Lord Jesus Give me your desire as I surrender mine in Jesus' name. Clap your hands and say amen, everybody. Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you were blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.